who is one without a second, whom the sages call by various names. Our salutations to him, whose glory has been sung through the rapturous hymns of the scriptures of the world, but, but whose limitless and infinite glory none can comprehend. But again, whom the sages and devotees realize within their hearts in their deepest contemplation, and him we salute again and again. Om peace, peace, peace be unto us all. Today, our topic is how to dehypnotize ourselves. This is a topic actually very uncommon because we think that we are all quite perfect. We are okay. And the topic is as if it is taking the premises that we are hypnotized. Naturally the question comes how to de-hypnotize. So it is just the opposite of our concept in which we live. We live in this world and we think this is so real. We behave with people we become full of joy or suffering or frustration takes our heart away. Thinking this world in which we live, it is the only real world. But Swami Vivekananda defined that we are in hypnotic state and we are to Dehypnotize ourselves. This hypnotism is what? Hypnotism is this that we have forgotten who we are, what we are. We forgot what is the reality, what is my true nature, what is my true individuality. What is my real glory? What is my eternal substance behind me, behind this apparent me? What is that? Actually, we are, according to the statement of the saints and sages, we are in always, we are now in sleep mode. We think we are awakened, but the spiritual scientists, they think that we are in deep sleep. Maybe someone is a little light sleep, that means a little aware of the eternal home, and mostly stepped into the sleep mode, 
and then whatever dream is coming in our mind and we leave and cry and weep and sob we rejoice and all our life moves around that reality so you all know that what is the meaning of the word hypnosis dictionary says it is a sleep like state in which the mind responds to external suggestions we are very very important how vedantic in dictionary if we turn pages we can learn more of vedanta <laughs> so what it says what a beautiful definition of hypnosis a hypnosis is this a sleep like state when we are our eyes are open our consciousness is open we know this is the reality but in sleep like state what happens it is we 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 don't see the, this this world in which it is so real when we go to bed and in a sleep mood the so called real life so important and our joys and sufferings and everything when you go to that sleep mood the sleep like state then what happens mind responds to the external here it is external in awake this with reference to this condition but in sleep condition it responds to my past sanskaras impressions and whatever is brought in my mind i live there i cry i sleep i am happy unhappy miserable whatever is happening there that stimulus the stimulus of our past impressions that is creating our whole dream and in that dream we are whatever our existence remains there but that is not me we have another existence which which is only revealed when it is dehypnotized when one comes out of that sleep where our external things external means everything is external except excepting our divine self is it not what is real me now i think i am a body mind complex suppose i die what will happen what will be me this hairs will be me hand will be me eyes will be me this body will be me what 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 will be me what is my individuality then in that case that is everything is external only the real or internal is the self that is vedantic perspective and for all realistic idea everything we have to live here which is external you have to live it here is it not what is yours you can carry it what is not yours it is external we we say he is my personal friend he is not that i saw him in one day that means he is external one is external then relationship is not too deep when is the internal you cannot sever that relationship whatever happens if it is real internal 
it cannot be separated. That is me. So, the call we find that the how we can release ourselves, how we can rise above from this hypnotic state. This hypnotic state which is making us forget our divine self, which is making us feel that we are lost into this identity of the externals, which is not my internal. And because of that identification, all types of pain, suffering, joys, all these identities what we are playing, like, a, like we are like dolls in the hand of the external. Every stimulus, every little bit can make us cry and weep or jump with excitement. Because external is stimulating and we are jumping. So that is a, in a hypnotic state. So that, that, the call, the call of all the incarnations are to come out of the, this hypnotic state or the sleep-like state. And the call is to be awakened in that state of consciousness, of that nature of our eternal divine, divine blissful state, which is inseparable from our very being. Swami Vivekananda says, we have hypnotized ourselves into this thought. What thought? That we are little that we are born, that we are going to die and into the constant state of fear. This is the hypnotism. We are hypnotized. Look at our life. How we are fearful every day. How we are every day worried about things. How we think we are stressed out. How our blood pressure is going high. <coughs> How our cholesterol is going high? What? From, for what reason? People are saying, oh, getting cancer. Why? People say stress-related problem. Always stress-related problem. Yes, our life is stress-related. Why stress-related? Because we are hypnotized. Because we are subject to the external stimulus. What is the external stimulus? This word, the funny word. As we see, as we move, it, it gives some, some reaction in us and we live and die and cry and weep in that stimulus. So Swamiji says that we have, we have hypnotized ourselves. The, the might of the universe is within you. Weep. That you are bound to see wickedness yet. Weep that you are bound to see sin everywhere. And if you want to help the world, don't condemn it. Don't weaken it anymore. Men are taught from childhood that they are weak and sinners. Teach them that they are all the glorious children of immortality. Let positive, strong, helpful thought enter into their brains from the very childhood, drive out the superstition that has covered your minds. So that is the 
suggestion of dehypnotizing. And our suggestion, our situation is that we think that we are little, we are tiny, we are selfish, we will have to protect this little me and mine. I will have to take care of this and everything me. Me and mine is the greatest hypnotism. You and thine, thou and thine, is the dehypnotizing process. And we have to learn in our life how we can dehypnotize ourselves. There are different ways of approaching this, but the first of all, we have to understand that we are in a hypnotic state. That we have really pulled our dignity down to the very low key of our very being. How we'll feel proud about our little being. We talk about an individuality. What individuality? What is our individuality? What is the concept of our individuality? Individuality means me, my education, my beauty, my height, my length, my weight, my PhD stamp. These are me. This is my individuality. What a wrong hypnotic mood we have taken into our life. So this is to be taught in the Upanishad. That's why it is declared that uttishtata jagrata prapa baran nibodhato. Huh? Wake up. Just stand up and move till you reach this goal. What is this goal? This dehypnotizing. This wrong concept which you have created around us, that we are little being, tiny being, we are Indians, we are Americans, we are men, we are women, we are this, we are that, my religion, your religion. Everything which is centered around me and I is dangerous. And that is a hypnotic state. If one thinks about his own body, his own mind, his own emotions, his own pleasure, he is killing himself and separating himself from this eternal life of blessedness. We think that we are saving our soul, but actually we are killing ourselves because we are thinking what is wrong, like in a sleep, half-sleep mood. You see something that is not true, but you are seeing the dream and getting so much involved into it and crying and weeping. That is the Gita. When the Gita started, Sri Krishna told Arjuna, when Arjuna said, I can't do anything. It is a slumber. It is a sleep mood. It is a hypnotic state. He said that I shall kill my people, me and mine. The source of all evil in the world is me and mine. So it is said, he said that this does not befit you. This lowly character of yourself, thinking that you are this little and they are your own, this me and mine, it does not befit you. Get up. Give up this littleness, little-mindedness. Our, our also Gita suggests that that which is yanisha sarvabhutanam 
तस्याम जागृति संयमी यश्यांगजागृतिभूतानी सा निशा पश्यतो मुने या निशा सर्वभूतानाम दैट व्हिच इज कंसीडर्ड टू बी एज नाइट नाइट मींस एज आई एम सेइंग हिप्नोटाइज्ड स्टेट दैट इज द रियलिटी वी लिव इन आवर ओन क्रिएटेड यूनिवर्स एवरी वन ऑफ अस वी आर लिविंग इन आवर फैंसी वर्ल्ड a created fancy and we live in that and we expect that everything will run according to that imagination plus please tell me who who can say that my imagination has a fancies and is happening in the world it is hypnotism it is clouding our thought it is belittling ourselves our divine glory infinite glory we are belittling to the littleness of our ego mind emotion and saving your only this physical body and mind so that is the risk that is the danger which has actually the greatest problem of the world is that selfishness so it is said that that which is night sarvabhutanam for all people that means god is as if we are all uh and i aware of god even somebody says god is there say, yes it is good to hear and listen and read in the books but to feel but to see ah uh, that is just just people have said good people have said what can i say but this is more real than that of god is it not in our life this is harder than god's presence but for the people of awakening those who have dehypnotized jashyang jagrati bhutani in which we are alive in our hypnotic state sanisha pashyate pashyato munehe muni the saints and sages the realized souls they look upon this awakened state in which we live and we cry and weep this has to be as if a dead night in which we are dreaming things that means talking about the same hypnotic idea that is this state is hypnotic state and there is a state beyond that which the awakened souls can live in that consciousness that is called the uh, awakening or that is called the the hypnotism so we must have to come out of this hypnotic stay sleep because as you know sleep what does sleep do sleep normally does two things one thing sleep does it makes us forget about the reality if we take it to be the reality and the second thing it does it creates a new world of existence in the dream dream world starts and in that dream you see things and you think that is the reality so these are the two things created by sleep sleep or hypnotic state creates these two problems one it takes us our awareness about the reality in which we are living and second thing it creates new things which is not real 
which is created because of the past impressions in the mind that is bubbling up. So similarly in this world, when we are in sleep mood, hypnotized mood, what it has created in us, the created that we do not know about the truth. It is covered, as it were, ignorance. And the covering aspect of ignorance does not allow us to see the truth, God. And the second danger of what it is created is created this dream. This is a big dream, God's dream. That's why we all dream the same way. Suppose you dream. When you dream, you're all the cells. They dream the same way, is it not? Because you are dreaming, so they are a part of you, so they dream the same way. I do not know whether it will be proven by science or any test, but I am just imagining improbability. So. <laughs> so similarly, when the God is a big cosmic eye, is dreaming something, so we as a part, each one like microscopic cells, we also dream the same way. When you get traumatized, what happens? Your every cell gets traumatized. They react with your reaction. So here, the two things are happening when we go to this hypnotic state. One is making us forget who are we and covering us with ignorance. And second is the big shaper making us susceptible to the distractions of the external suggestions. So, this is our condition. We are in hypnotic state means we have forgotten our divine entity, that is the ignorance has created first aberrant covering aspect, and the second aspect it has created this creation, new creation, this whole world, as we are whole day living in this world, and we can't believe that if one does not smile at me, the whole world is getting into dust. Some people is saying something nice to you, high up. It is so real. It is so important. That's the effect of this hypnotic state. And hypnotic state, we have to cross. It makes us slave of everything but our divine nature. Everything but our eternal spiritual heritage. We cry, weep, smile. We become proud, egotistic. We become jealous, power-mongering monsters. We cause suffering, pain, agonies and death for ourselves and for others because of our hypnotic present state. Swami Vivekananda said, you do you steal, you lie because you are weak. Strong person does not steal or lie. Lie is not necessary. Even if he lies, what he says, he will boldly say. Evil people don't care. In the public, they will say, yes, this is correct, I have done it. But only weak people hide and steal. And that is Swami Vivekananda's way of looking at life. So the point is that we are crying because we have taken this hypnotic life to be so true. Can we take this out of our personality? From this little I, can we take out? 
So that is called the process of dehypnotism. De Please sit one place. There is a room you can take the baby and watch in the television. Yes. Yeah. 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 As we de ourselves and come out of the deep sleep, inactively and dullness, gradually and slowly we see the light of the truth behind the veil of ignorance. This is the process, dehypnotizing process. If we go, follow that process, and through that process we'll find that the mind is seeing something which is beyond, which is not limited with the limitation of this littleness of this I and me and mine. Mind will no more respond to the negative suggestions of the this impermanent reality, in this impermanent state of being in which we are, mind gradually, if it is taken into the process of dehypnotizing, it will not be looking the same way. That's why you look at the life of the great saints and seers. They are not affected by this world scenes. They live in another consciousness. That's why it is this negative suggestions which is always creating in us the limited feeling of me and mine, that will be just gone from us. And that will be the impermanent reality must have to go, and must have to go from our life, and that process we have to start with. Swami Vivekananda say, said again, to say or think that we are bound is dangerous. It is a mistake. It is self-hypnotism. See? Again, he's hammering on this point. To say, to think that we are bound is dangerous, according to Swami Vivekananda. It is a mistake, according to Swami Vivekananda. It is self-hypnotism. Do you want to put on you more self-hypnotic effect? Then you think this way, that I am bound, that I am always in mistake, and that I am crying and weeping, that is all correct. Swami Vivekananda says, we lie, we steal, kill, and commit other crimes because we are weak. We suffer, we die because we are weak. We are miserable through delusion. Give up the delusion and the whole thing vanishes. This is de-hypnotism. We hold on to the hypnotic state, even it is repeatedly said, that that is not permanent, that is not real. That is a changing state. But still, we have been trained from our early days in such a way to love this hypnotic world and hypnotic identity of myself. As soon as you say, I am little, mortal being, you are saying something which is not true. You are giving lie to yourselves. You are hypnotizing yourselves into something vile and weak and wretched. These are very strong words, is it not? This is Samiji is always powerful. You should read Sami Vivekananda, that's why. I will today all talk about in the line of Sami Vivekananda and his quotations. Just you see, you read once, it it, it its power flows through the body and mind as it were. 
He's saying, as soon as you say that I am a little mortal being, you are saying something which is not true. You are giving lie to yourselves. You are hypnotizing yourselves into something vile, weak, and wretched. The Vedanta recognizes no sin. It is only recognizes it only recognizes error. Therefore, whosoever thinks he or she is weak is wrong. Whosoever thinks he is impure is wrong and is throwing a bad thought into the world. You are not doing harm to yourself, but you are doing harm to the world because you are throwing a bad thought to the world, thinking, I am bad, I am bad. You say you are divine. That is dehypnotic. And saying, I am weak, I am sinner, I, I am a liar, that does not improve the condition. And Samiji is saying that you are not only doing harm to yourself, you are throwing a bad thought into the world. The present life, the hypnotized life, this false life must go. And real life must shine out. The veil drops away and native purity of the soul begins to manifest itself. Everything is ours already. Infinite purity, infinite freedom, infinite love and infinite power. Does it not excite us? The thinking about our dehypnotic state, what Swamiji is presenting. That is the thing we have to read again and again and absorb these ideas that don't tell lie anymore. We are habituated telling lies. We say, oh, I told a lie. You are the greatest liar when you say you are sinner, when you say you are weak. Say, I am divine. So that is the call of Swami Vivekananda. That is the call of the ancient sages. Srinvantu Vishwe Amritasya Putra Ye the children of immortal bliss, listen to me, hear me. I have known that truth. And that is the, that is which beyond all darkness and ignorance. So, now this, this is one way of thinking, that you think yourself, that you are pure, you are infinite, you are immortal. That's a Vedantic way. So, this habit of thinking in a different way, is the process of dehypnotizing. It should be first intellectually understood. So, and as we go on thinking in this new pattern of thought, that I am not limited, that I am not embodied being only, I am not a flesh and bone, a mixture of a flesh and bone only, I am something else, I am divine, I am pure. So, that will clarify the road, journey in our life that will make us bold and strong and mind will more and more respond to these positive thoughts and we'll be awakened and then we'll be responding to the positivity and all positive, pure, everlasting Atman. Old individuality which we are having now will die and new God-centric personality will manifest in its shining glory. The religions of the world 
are teaching us how to dehypnotize us. All the religions, without entering into the detailed rituals and other ideas of the different religions, now we can take up one universal aspect of spiritual practice, which men and women of every faith and tradition can follow without disturbing the apparent differences mentioned in the different scriptures. That I wanted to present. The point is that some religion may say, oh, it is, it is blasphemous to think that I am Atman, I am Brahman, I am infinite. There are many people who won't believe it. But what for them? What is the way out for them? There is a way, and there is an universal way. And in this age, we, we, if we take that path, then that will be the path for liberation, for dehypnotizing easily. That is also Swami Vivekananda's idea. You know, in a Vedanta student, being a Vedanta student, we all know that I am not body-mind, but I am the Atman. That is, we are hearing every time. And thou, you, you are not a body-mind complex. Behind you is the consciousness. So, that tamasi, thou art that. Thou art that reality is manifesting through your little personality of body-mind. That reality, Atman, is manifesting to this. So the consciousness here, the consciousness there, consciousness everywhere is the same. So if that is the truth, and that is the truth of all religions, then what is the easiest way? Easiest way in this age particularly, as Swami Vivekananda propounded, Sri Ramakrishna started with that, Holy Mother lived that life, that is the life of service. To serve everyone from this high standpoint. Just imagine what will happen if the husband serves the wife in this spirit that there is the divine, there is God. God has created us in his image. So if any idea enters into the thought like that, and every day, day-to-day life, let us come to the practical side, not philosophizing and sitting in one corner and talking about high Vedanta, but what will happen in everyday movement, everyday's work, everyday's cooking, kitchen, kitchen work, cooking work, cleaning work, office work, in computer, in medical uh, profession, in, in schools, colleges. What to do? Yes. Serving. It is the greatest opportunity. Greatest opportunity to serve God in human being. Sri Ramakrishna said, the Shiva Gyane Jiva Sheva, the service. Service to human being is service to God. Service to God. God in the form of a human being standing before you and asking your service. Ramakrishna said, if the service of God can be done in an image, stone image, all over India you go. Ardhan image or stone image or clay image, whatever. We invoke God there and worship there. If God can be worshipped there, if God can be given to wash the feet 
with water. If God can be given a new cloth, if God can be given a little fruits and candies before a picture, photograph of the divine or an image of the divine, why not when God is palpably present and standing before you asking for a little food, asking for a little help, physical, mental, emotional, psychological, intellectual and spiritual, whatever help they are asking. Why not? Give your life to serve. Give, give, give. Don't keep for you. As you keep, you are losing your divinity. It is divine which is within. Giving is not like a beggar. Giving not like a proud person of egotistic personality. But give, give. You are serving God. God is standing before you. In whatever form, someone is sick, serve. And Swami Vivekananda stood for that. Sri Ramakrishna came for that. And he gave that principle of Shiva Gyane Jiva Seva. That is the theme of my talk today. The process of dehypnotizing. There are many paths Gyana Yoga, Raja Yoga, Bhakti Yoga, or Karma Yoga. Yes, all are paths. You like, you take. But 24 hours of our life, we live in the world. And in how to live in this world, how to look upon other people, how to respect others, how to give gratitude, how to serve everyone, if you can take out a little suffering from others. Can you do that? You are more spiritual than that person who is sitting and sitting on the rosary day and day and doing nothing in the heart. According to Swami Vivekananda. Swamiji says, started the Ramakrishna order after having that great experience of the Nirvikalpa Samadhi and everything, getting all the directions from Sri Ramakrishna himself. He came in this country and preached this Vedantic principles to awaken, the, to dehypnotize us all. And the reaction of this movement here had a greater reaction in India and the India awakened in its consciousness, dehypnotizing, and then started a very small organization which is called the Ramakrishna Order. And Ramakrishna Order belongs to the monks and nuns and the lay devotees like you. And he framed two words for the whole Ramakrishna Order, the principle of dehypnotizing. Two principles. Atmanamakshartam jagat hitayocha. For your own self-liberation and side by side, that is the, for the liberation and freedom of all. I mean, to remove the suffering of others. That two principles, he has started this big organization and it is growing now. And this idea is moving in all over just to just please sit down anywhere. So much seats are there. So this idea of service is very, very important in this particular age because people are confused. All are running for samadhi, nirvikalpa samadhi, sabikalpa samadhi. Far away, go. Forget those things. Come to the practical life. 
dehypnotized by looking upon man as not man, but as a spark of God. And serve, serve, serve. Feel that you are given the opportunity to serve someone. God in the form of the poor. God in the form of the sick. God in the form of weak. So serve, serve. Can you give a little bit of smile to anyone's face? That is more than any spirituality, what you can achieve. That is the dehypnotizing process. See, service, and service is a direct worship. God is crying for help, taking a human body, is suffering from disease, from hunger, from poverty, fear, loss, bereavement. He is blessed indeed who can dedicate everything for the service of God in others. Swami Vivekananda said in his poem, beautiful poem, from highest Brahman to the yonder worm and to the very minutest atom, everywhere is the same God, the all love. Friend, Offer your mind, soul, body at their feet. These are his manifold forms before thee. Reject them. Where seekest thou? For God, who loves all beings without distinction, he indeed is worshipping best his God. This is a new Term. The whole monastic order of India never thought of doing any charitable activity or anything. They were engaged in their own spiritual salvation, meditation, spiritual practice, and that way they are serving the society. But Swami Vivekananda brought these monastics who have dedicated everything for God and put them, forced them into action. And there he was very strong. He said, if you seek your own salvation, you will go to hell. <laughs> what a word. If you seek your own salvation, you are going to hell. Then you, not me first, let you go, let me be let. What a heart. That was Buddha's heart. Sankara's brain and Buddha's heart. And that is not out of social action. But it is seeing God, the divine. That is the point. Not looking upon as a human being, oh, I'm giving you a great boon. Okay, I'm giving a charity of one dollar. Come and prostrate before me. No. It is I bow down. I, you please accept my humble offering. I am fortunate that you have accepted my little humble offering. The society will change tomorrow. To, to bring a change in the society, we'll have to leave that way of living in our own personal life. See how we find in the society husband, wife, children in a society where old people don't find anybody around. Little love, little affection. Even to get a Christmas card is a big thing that I, my son wrote a Christmas card. 
And we want God realization. We want dehypnotism. This is not the way. We have to come back to the ancient sages and the direction given by them. And the new age, in this new age, God has incarnated and given this new path. Swami Vivekananda said, right? there was different paths of God realization before, but I have created a new path by serving God in all you realize the highest. So, Swami Vivekananda says, let us have his own words. He says, Awake! Awake, great ones! The world is burning with misery. Can you sleep? Let us call and call till the sleeping gods awake, till the God within answers to the call. What more is in life? What great work. And then he says, may I be born again and again and suffer thousands of miseries so that I may worship the only God that exists, the only God I believe in, who is the sum total of individual souls. And above all, my God, the wicked, my God, the miserable, my God, the poor, of all races, all species, is a special object of my worship. This is the special object of Vivekananda said, my worship. And he said, may I be born again and again and suffer thousands of miseries so that I may worship the only God that exists in all human form. What a call. What a clarion call. And what a dehypnotizing ideal. Don't think of yourself. A new explanation of the service ideal has been given by Swami Vivekananda. Again, we know when we do some gig, it is giving something to somebody, we think that we are proud. We are egotistic. We make a big charity. Of what? We get a picture. I am giving a check. And newspaper will publish that. Then I can give a little more. But what Swami Vivekananda says, it is our privilege to be allowed to be charitable. It is our privilege to be allowed to be charitable. For only so can we grow. The poor man suffers that we, we may be helped. Just the opposite philosophy. The world never had that way. You think that you are giving one dollar to a poor guy standing, I am hungry. You think they have done a big job. Even some people think, oh, why too? They will have some drug or something. Why shall I give? So much consideration for one dollar. <laughs> and rather criticize ten times what they are doing with the one dollar. But here is the question. It is our privilege to be allowed to be charitable for only so can we grow. It is our spiritual development. The poor man suffers. Really, we have never heard this type of word. The poor man suffers. Why? That we may be helped. 
we will broaden our heart a little bit. We will expand our identity. This little I and me and mine and boxing myself into this little hole, tunnel hole, will go away. That is a help. It is a spiritual help. It is a, it is a great teacher, spiritual teacher. They are the greatest spiritual teacher because they are helping us to expand our heart. Maybe, not that you have thousands of dollars to give, but Swamiji's call is that, feel. If you have no money, no question. But feel, feel, feel. The Lord, the God of the universe is standing before you in this form. If you can, shed tears in silence. Oh Lord, take away so much suffering of the world. Please help. That is expected. That is more than sufficient. Not that you have to give all your money and wealth, everything. If you have, give. If you have not, feel, cry, weep. That is Samiji's call. And that is dehypnotizing. Don't think of yourself. You are suffering. There are people suffering thousand times more than your suffering. But when we relate our suffering, oh, you know, I am suffering such. No one suffers like that. As if I am the only victim in the world and I am suffering only. And everyone is in enjoying the uh, heavenly be- blissful health and all this condition. It's a foolishness. It is a wrong thinking. And if we put this way, opposite, as Swamiji is saying, put yourself in the opposite camp, and then it is for our development. There is, eh? so man suffers, the poor man suffers, that we may be held. Let the giver kneel down and give thanks. Let the receiver stand up and permit. What a word. Let the giver. Kneel down. Receiver, stand up and bless. Spiritual ideal to serve others, not serve human being. Again, don't make the mistake. Don't serve human being, but serve God in the human being who is all around and giving me an opportunity so that I can expand myself. Forget of me less more and more I forget myself. Rather, let me think of others. I know of people who never think for themselves. What they are eating today, they don't know. But they're mad. They're mad for serving others. I know a man of age about 80, 80 years old man. And he, with his health, he runs from one corner to other corner to help little bit someone who is in disease, who is in uh, lacking education, who needs some, any type of personal help, consolation, running. That is called, forget yourself. And give, give, give as much as you can. That will dehypnotize. Because then you see that in all, you belong in everyone. If you can, why not you can extend this love which you feel for your own child, which you feel for your own husband and wife, why not extend that into that infinite dimension? That is Samiji's call. Samiji says again, this, so Samiji's idea is that to, it is our privilege, what he says, that to be allowed to be charitable because we can grow. And the poor man's suffering is only to make us great. So take this spirit 
and do as best as you can. If you cannot, cry and weep in silence and pray for their well-being. That will broaden the heart. That will open up a new horizon of spirituality. So, service, physical, mental, emotional, intellectual, and ultimately spiritual, whatever level we can help, we should try to do that. And that will be our great fortune. So, now, the question comes, only duty of our life is to dehypnotize. I am summoning up. And second point, to awaken in this potential ability. We have the potential ability to dehypnotize ourselves. Don't cry and weep that I am lost. You have the potential to open up, to dehypnotize yourself and establish yourself in there consciousness of the divine go forward dedicate and die even if by that one can help anyone Swami Vivekananda again he says who will give the world light sacrifice in the past has been the law it will be alas for ages to come the arts, bravest and best, will have to sacrifice themselves for the good of many, for the welfare of all. Buddhas by hundreds are necessary with eternal love and piety. So he's calling us that we should come up. We should be opening our hearts for this great cause. Then he continues, let us create from this philosophy we can create a better family where love and dedication and sacrifice of one's little self will be the guiding force in the heart of all. Think of one family where husband will be sacrificing, dedicating and giving everything for the good of wife and wife will be doing for the husband. The son will be doing for the father. Father will be doing for the son. Is it any world then? It is heaven that we can create. And if we start in our home, in our day-to-day -day life, in our very little family, then it can extend and that will make our community, healthy community, spiritual community. That extends the town, the county. Then it goes to the state, to the country, to the globe. The whole world can be changed. That is subjective development or of the process of dehypnotizing our little self. Let us create a better friendship, self-sacrifice and service. Better village, better town, better city, better state, better country, country, better world. Let us remember Swami Vivekananda's words again. He says, selfishness is the chip sin. Thinking of ourselves first. He who thinks, I will eat first. I will have more money than others. I will possess everything. He who thinks, I will get to heaven before others. I will get mukti liberation before others. Is the selfish man. Is it not a revolutionary thought? Is it not? a very uncomfortable thing 
Because we are, ta we are taught from the childhood to think of yourself. Be. You are responsible for your Think of yourself only. They are saying, no. Think of others first. If you think of yourself, then you are hypnotizing. You are forgetting your divine nature. He says, the unselfish man says, I will be last. I do not care to go to heaven. I will go to hell. If by doing so, I can help my brother. This unselfishness is a test of religion. That is called religion. Not going to temples and churches. So, I cannot take more time. Always I am short in my talk. But what I wanted to tell, what I wanted to present today, this Swamiji's, Swami Vivekananda's burning thoughts, this burning power to be unselfish, to dedicate, to serve others as God. And that will dehypnotize ourselves. And that will be helpful to awaken our divine consciousness within and outside. Thank you. Om Madhubhātāritāyate madaksharanti shindhava madvīrna santo shadihi madhunaktam utoshasi madhumatpārthi bhagum rajāha madhuddhaurastunapita madhumanno vanaspati madhumāgum mastu sūrjaha madvīr gāvu bhavantuna om madhu om madhu om madhu om shanti 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 May the winds bring us happiness. May the rivers carry happiness to us. May the plants give us happiness. May night and day yield us happiness. May the dust of the earth bring to us happiness. The heavens give us sweetness. May the trees bring sweetness to us. May the sun pour down happiness on us. May the animals yield us happiness. Om, sweetness, honey, love and peace. Peace, peace be unto us all. Thank you.